Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Hello, and welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. I'm Charlotte Spicer, executive producer and host of the show, energetic healer and channel for Yeshua and other members of the divine. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. Today, we feature guidance from spirit, channeled messages from beyond the veil with Mother Mary, the ascended being who gave birth to Jesus, the Christ child, in her last lifetime. Joining me is my special guest co-host since 2016, Daniel Gibbons, full-body channel for Mother Mary since 1994. After a brief discussion, Danielle will allow Mother to come through to share her ever-loving wisdom and guidance for the human journey. Danielle has connected people worldwide with Mother's Grace through life-changing courses, retreats, and online events, including pre-recorded and live-streamed discourses and meditations with Mother on YouTube. You can subscribe at Mother Mary channel on YouTube, and you can also visit BelovedPublications.com to learn more about the community and to take part in everything that Danielle and Mother have to offer. Members of the Spiritual Insights community are invited to participate in online events and classes. The Ultra Clearing, a new deep transformation technique that excavates the burdens from your unconscious mind, anything in your life that you want to be free of, this is the ticket. Visit spiritualinsightsradio.com to book that session. It will change your life as it did mine. I will tell you more about that in a few minutes, but I'm excited to get started. Hello, Danielle. Welcome back. It is so great to pick up where we left off with our interesting conversation last month about the tools we need for the new paradigm. Hello, Charlotte. It is so wonderful to be here with you and all your wonderful listeners in your community. Uh, Thank you for having me as always. As always, I will always have you. And uh, how are you doing? I wanna check in with you. I like, I wanna throw it your way. I know you had a a very successful retreat recently because uh, people who are booking sessions with me have been bragging about it. So what happened? <laughs> what went on? It was pretty, it was incredible. And I, I am doing well. I'm a bit, uh, I'm still a bit um, tired from the retreat, but not, you know, that really great feeling like you just did some work and, you know, you have that, uh, that sort of satisfied tired, if that makes sense. It you does. Know? Uh, so, and still just floating from the retreat, but before I dive into that, I just wanted to comment you, I I just, I want to ask how you are feeling because your energy is so bright and you feel happy and buoyant. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, that that is a direct correlation to your ultra clearing. It is. That's funny. You noticed that. Um, yes, to answer your question and do this uh, consecutively, you're throwing it back into Mike where I'm going to toss it back in a minute. But, <laughs> but, but when you get that satisfied tiredness with the smile on your face, I call that 
job well done limpness. Oh, okay. I like that. I feel job like well a done. noodle, but yep. yeah. that was, that was good. Like you just had the best meal of your life and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was a good time. But yes, you are uh, accurately describing how I look and feel. Uh, a lot of people are commenting too. I look younger is what they're saying. I look yeah. younger. My face is smoothed out. And while I do have, you know, nutritional practices, um, as I've mentioned to you before, I do apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. uh, in the mornings. Uh, I just mix it with water. Some people choose to mix it with honey and, and doctor it up for flavor, yeah. honey and stuff like that and lemon, what have you. But I've been doing this stuff since, in, since I was in my 20s. My mother got me into it. Oh, wow. And so you fall off for a while or a year or two and and then after a while, your body says, hello, listen to me. We need this. Yeah. We need this. Get back on this. Get back on the kale. Do this. And so, you know, I've gotten back on the, um, the apple cider vinegar, especially in the morning. And it's really helped with everything. It helps with everything. Skin, um, the clarity in your eyes, the way you feel, digestion, everything. Yeah. So I think that has, it's a big contributor. But it also helps my mood. How much do you ingest every morning? Uh, if I were to measure it, I would probably say probably three tablespoons. Okay. Um, I squirt it out of a, a plastic oh. bottle. That's what I put it in. I keep it in the fridge and I squirt it in. Then I add some water and I drink it. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. So you, and then I go brush it. my teeth. You've been doing it so long, you just eyeball it. But it looks like about three. Because I was just going to say for the listeners who... Oh, yeah. Because I was, as I was telling you earlier... I have heard over the years, um, a lot of people have great, great results with uh, drinking apple cider vinegar in the morning, just Mm -hmm. a little bit. And it's, I don't think it takes a lot. It's not a big uh, serving. And, uh, and yet the, the uh, benefits are supposed to be just huge. I wish I could be someone who, um, can do that. But I, uh, as I was telling you, the uh, vinegars give me headaches. So I can't, I can't uh, drink apple cider vinegar, but mother, you know, that's part of mother's bath. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say. Number one, I wish I could fix that for you. I'm going to work on it. Number two, longtime listeners who do mother's bath with the apple cider vinegar, the Epsom salt and the sea salt. um, You don't have to look far to do it because you already have some, if you're doing mother's baths. Right. But it That's does funny. have uh, benefits. Apple cider vinegar has benefits both inside and out. It does. It works its way through your system. It carries impurities out of the body. It, mm-hmm. I think it cleanses the blood. It purifies the organs, the kidneys, the bladder, everything. It just takes all the impurities out and your body thanks you for it. So yeah. the more I do it, the more often, the more consistent I get. And I stay on that particular train. So, but your original point was this has to do with the ultra clearing. And that's what is helping me be consistent in this practice because everybody knows and everybody knows I'm a big sufferer of depression. Um, and I've been through, I'm not an anxiety person. I can, I can handle the big stuff. It's the small stuff that pushes me over the edge, Mm. but I've had, you know, more than five years of consistent stress. Mm -hmm. And so my stress level has been high and intense for a long, consistent, prolonged time. Yeah. But with the ultra clearing, um, and if you heard the, the last transmission happened the day before the winter solstice, on June 20th. And when they, when they worked on me, I didn't have any major impressions of, Ooh, look what they just did because they weren't giving specifics. The other sessions, they give specifics and I get into detail. Some people tell me it takes them a couple of weeks to process it. 
because there's so much detail that I give. But with the ultra clearing, they were very nonspecific. And so I didn't know specifically what was being cleared, which means I couldn't spend time, grab onto it, try to claim it and keep it for myself. Like, wait, no, I have use for that more still. Mm. that's valuable that's one of my treasures that that particular pain you're taking out of me is one of my favorites don't Mm -hmm. do that kind of don't change my identity to this extent please that kind of thing yeah and and so it was get just what the doctor ordered it's tailored to me and my particular fears and phobias and insecurities and resentments and trauma Mm -hmm. and I have a lifetime of that stuff five decades straight of that so afterwards I fell asleep. I just, I just was wiped out. And then that night I slept dreamlessly and without any memories, I usually have some kind of fun thing to remember, but the next day I woke up feeling like a different person anyway. So I'm recapping what I said last time. What's happened since is the noticeable absence of stress and anxiety, unless I choose Mm. to feel anxious And it is so obviously now a conscious choice to feel that way. Every mood I experience is a constant choosing of how I'm going to respond or react to whatever the stressors are outside of me and the triggers inside that are saying, do I, do I react to this? And then I can say, no, Mm. no, Mm -mm. ease, ease. It's okay. And so it's not that I don't have any stressors. I'm having constant technological problems. If it's not the phone, it's the computer, the laptop. I've got three computers and the printer's going. You know what I mean? And But I get to choose with much more authority mm. than I was able to with that avalanche of stress on top of me feeling so weak and hopeless. Yes. You know, um, the, twitching is, the twitching is pretty much gone. Wow. That's incredible. The twitching is pretty much gone. I'm sleeping better. I'm sleeping more deeply. I'm getting better rest. I can feel it. I can see it. That's part of what you're seeing is that lack of haggardness because yeah. a couple of years ago, my friends were telling me my, my face was full of wrinkles and I looked much, much older. So uh, it's since the clearing, I'm going through this reverse aging thing, but I can see it. It's weird. I'm taking selfies to track the, the metamorphosis yeah. that, that's happening. And, um, it's all a result of the trauma that's been purged. And like I said, I feel more ease, less frustration. Life's not perfect by any stretch. But every day I feel upbeat and I feel positive. And, um, and I need to keep reminding myself I have a lot on my plate still. And um, hopefully it'll, I'm trying to get through a lot. I'm trying to catch up because, yeah. because that really took me even further back than I was. But I, while I have the opportunity, I want to remind everybody that in, in the ultra clearings that I'm doing for clients, Um, We are all working together as a team, especially Yeshua and Mother Mary. And what I am hearing myself telling people over and over is, is even if you don't get the ultra clearing, but if you plan to, the last segment that we uh, recorded with Mother and Danielle, where we talked about the tools for your toolbox, for what you're going going to need with the new paradigm, Mother wants everybody to listen to that minimum three times. Mm. Because as I was editing it to publish it, I could feel the energy she was giving off and making changes in your energy field for you. So whether that's a precursor or only what you need, listen to that three times, please. Um, Make sure you soak up all the energy that she's offering. But if you choose to work with me with the ultra clearing, it will help you prepare for the ultra clearing. So that's good stuff. 
So back to you, Daniel, real quick. Fear as an ally. Mm. What what happened to all you people? <laughs> God only knows. <laughs> what, what did she do? What did she do? Well, she do? basically, she blew our minds. That was the first thing. Um, and we really got down to um, fearing our fear, right? Mm. The fear that we hold for our own fear. And, and the way she talked about fear throughout the four days, and I'm just going to give the super mega Reader's Digest version, but, um, and of course that dates me just by saying that. Reader's <laughs> Digest? Reader's Digest. My version. favorite magazine when I was 12. <laughs> yeah, me too. I loved it. Yeah, me too. I miss uh, it. My mom always, she subscribed. Uh, so it was that fear is a part of us and we want that like that's we, we may not want it but we need it this is mm-hmm. this is very much a part of being human and not just the sort of um oh gee i'm just going to acquiesce that yes i have to have fear but really the gift of fear and she went into great detail about how you know healthy fear um helps us to uh, navigate our our lives, our relationships to keep us safe and not even our, you know, but legitimately safe and um, to help us to continue our our lives. And so the what she was categorizing as unhealthy fear was that, um, and and this was interesting because she's always called it healthy fear and unhealthy fear. So healthy being that fear, like, oh, don't put your hand on that hot stove. Uh, You know, don't walk down that street alone. Uh, This person is not good for you. You need to get out. You know, that kind of, that immediate kind of, the saber-toothed tiger has shown up. And you're either going to fight, run, freeze, or play dead, right? So those are your four fear, animal fear reactions. Right. Mm-hmm. The unhealthy fear is that we start seeing uh, saber-toothed tigers where there aren't any, or what she was calling them, you know, real tigers versus paper tigers. Oh. We, based on our fear, our the way we were brought up and all the things that we created in our mind and emotional body, um, you know, we, we, may be re, we may be having a fear reaction, but we're not really being threatened. So that was the focus for the weekend is, you know, um, recognizing that we will always have fear. It's always going to respond in the way that we need it to respond, right? So when we need a fear response or we believe we need a fear response, it's always gonna show up. Like it is already our ally. Yeah. No, and it is a powerful ally because fear has, I mean, it floods you, you know, the fear response floods you uh, physically, mentally, emotionally with a certain response. And what I love so much about the weekend is the acceptance of that unhealthy fear as beneficial, right? Using the word unhealthy is not, it does not equate to wrong, 
right? So when you're unhealthy, right? This was the example she gave. If you have a cold, you are in, you're unhealthy, right? You are not in a state of health. What happens is that everything that happens as a result of your cold, it's to make you aware that something is going on inside of you that needs to be attended to. So the lack of health is not a bad thing. It is there to inform you. It's there to tell you that you need to take certain actions or you need to change your behaviors or whatever. Or just what you were talking about, not doing your apple cider vinegar and eating your kale or whatever your normal health routine. And, you know, after a year or two not doing that, yeah. you can feel your lack of health. You can feel that you're in an unhealthy state. And so that fear response that keeps getting triggered with the paper tigers, you know, where we're seeing threats everywhere mm-hmm. where, uh, that may or may not really be an actual threat, um, accepting that, that even though it's an unhealthy response, it's there to inform us not to punish or make our lives miserable or to it's it's not the enemy right and and we're not the enemy for continuing to call on fear because we have some of us have kind of a hair trigger response to what we perceive as threats you know, and we get, we're in that fear response before we even realize we're in it. And so she gave this fantastic things to do to, um, to work with that, to work in co-creation rather than trying to get rid of fear uh, or deny it or think that you're wrong for having it or, mm-hmm. oh, I shouldn't have had this reaction. I shouldn't have, you know, whatever. But it was so, and I, I'm just, the way I'm describing it sounds so simplistic. It was so much deeper than this. And as always, when she speaks, you know, she's giving us the experiential version, right? Not just the words, but right. we're experiencing the words as she's giving them. And so it was, so much of it was about coming to peace with just having fear and fear responses and how to work with that when it's happening and also preemptively and in a way that is co-creative rather than punitive or punishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, yeah, it really transformed my perception of fear, the perception of my relationship with fear. And the biggest thing she brought to the forefront for me was about feeling a victim of fear. And that really resonates for me because I am a recovering victim uh, in so many of my, you know, the way I perceive life and relationships and interactions, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, my own behavior. Uh, and it's so empowering to start to shift that. And she gave this impassioned message about victims and being a victim and how it is 
critical that we not judge others uh, for either uh, behaving as victims, uh, recovering from being a victim in the past, even though it may not actively be happening in the moment, people that are actively in situations of abuse that are not able uh, to break free of that, uh, to not to judge others or ourselves, um, but to have infinite compassion for that state of being and to recognize she went into a lot of detail about how insidious it is and how it can begin and then you find yourself in it without even recognizing that you even started down that path and then you find it almost impossible to break free so it's a some of us live in it yes and yeah. because and if you don't get to step away or step back from it for a little while the lines are blurred and you cannot tell the difference you can't tell the difference between rational fear and irrational fear right and and fact or fiction as as it pertains to either yeah and then you feel bad about the reaction that you had to that something or that someone that's what she was talking about the fear response right the secondary reaction to the first yeah. reaction yes uh, yeah. i can feel it i'm going i'm a victim here i just have to decide what kind yeah and to have it, that awareness with a lot of compassion for yourself and for others, you know, to recognize that it's probably, I don't remember if she said this exactly, but my feeling is and my experience with just, you know, knowing people over the course of my 58 years and myself, uh, I would say it's probably one of the most difficult mindsets to shift. It is. I agree. Um, yeah. Because I'm in the process of enjoying the shift. And so now I get to look back and say, oh, look how different your thought process was or um, yeah. look at how you responded to this and and you stopped and you paused and you chose. Um, yeah. But as far as fear is concerned, as long as we live in a dualistic, polarized world, we can't live without it. And we really wouldn't want to. Right. Right. Fantastic. That sounds magical, as always. But if we uh, invite mother in to. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> I'm okay. just goofy all the time. I just I I'm just it. giggling I all the time. We say that my friends and I say the silliest things and it's just so funny. It's beautiful. Beautiful. I'm just happy. That is. um without without requiring a reason happy for no reason is one of my favorite things on the planet it's mm -hmm. the best feeling i think yeah. for me it's yeah. been a while since i felt this way Wonderful. i had i had work to do yeah i had yeah. serious work to do i i got it done i did it so here we are Wonderful. all right all right hold on let's rock and roll <laughs> yeah <laughs> see what i mean See you in a bit, Danielle.
Hmm. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Wonderful to see you. And you, my dearest Charlotte. And it is wonderful to be with your community as well. Mm -hmm. Today, we were going to continue chatting about uh, the tools that are recommended for this new age. Yes? Yes. So, the first thing that I'm going to recommend, and please know that all these are optional and they can be modified uh, for your life, for your situation. But the first thing that I'm going to recommend is um, to play in groups, group play. So whatever feels like play to you, right? Whether um, it is a sport, whether it is a hobby, whether it is um, uh, dressing up and uh, as if you were characters in uh, your favorite books or anime or whether you are singing together or hiking together or kayaking together or playing soccer together uh, what or board games right mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is that is fun for you scrapbooking, coloring, uh, anything you can do with a group. Shopping? Can we throw shopping in there, Mother? No, beloved. No shopping. Mm -hmm. You want to do things that are um, focused on the activity itself okay. rather than extraneous things like uh, finances or money or uh, overdoing it, underdoing it, right? Shopping has um, a little too much bound up within it. Right. We want to engage in yes. the natural and organic things. Yes. So okay. if you normally get together with your friends or friend to go out to eat, think about getting together and cooking together, right? Not having a potluck, but actually preparing the food together, right? Yes. So um, making it a little more coordinated and everyone brings certain ingredients or items. And then it's all done together, right? As part of the enjoyment. I love that. Yes. So think about some of the usual things that you do each and every day, how you interact with others, how you get together with people, and look at the things that you do um, on your own. 
right? Let's say there's a favorite TV show that you know you like and you know your friends like. And even if they are not local to you, your friends, watch that show while you're on the phone with them. Or um, if you like doing jigsaw puzzles, uh, maybe create a group puzzle weekend, something that um, I'm hearkening this back to the quilting bee, uh, when groups of uh, women would get together and uh, sew a quilt together, mm -hmm. right? Or when uh, men would get together and play their favorite sport. And now, of course, all that is mixed with uh, sex and gender, and it's so wonderful. Anyone can come to the quilting bee and anyone can participate in the sport. Very true. Mm -hmm. Yes, which is a wonderful advancement in human culture. But give a twist to what you normally do for fun, whether it's by yourself or with others. And see if you can't broaden it, expand on it, make it more co-creative, more intimate. And I don't mean intimate, meaning uh, you light candles uh, once the meal is prepared to sit down, right? That's not, that's lovely, but that's ambiance uh, rather than actual. That's ambiance and romance rather than the closeness of true intimacy. And it just means closeness. It just, it just means connection. Yeah. And it doesn't mean non-platonic. So I had to, that's a lot of fun. That sounds great. Indeed. Any solitary activity you can make into a communal activity, engaged and intimate. Yes. And also you are in, you are not, there's not always one host. I, someone does all the work. And then everyone comes over and enjoys and then leaves and the host is left with the, the mess. mess or whatever. So you start to make your activities more communal, right? So uh, whatever you decide to participate in, don't feel that you have to do everything before people show up, right? Or that you have to be the one to decide where the soccer game is going to happen and what time, but making it all more communal, right? Oh, well, if you bring the ball, I'll reserve the field. Or if you do this, I'll do that, right? You are more and more not one person taking it on that is the old pyramid paradigm that's what i was that's i get in at. charge or everyone expects me to be in charge uh, and i like being in charge but it exhausts me to always be the one in charge and so then i get resentful and i stop doing it or I keep doing it and I'm more passive aggressive as the months and years go on, right? Yes. So it's, this is about 
a celebration of people engaging in fun. And fun, communal fun, is going to be a very important tool moving into the new age because it's going to get harder and harder to isolate. You're going to have to put more and more effort into isolating, into staying cut off than you would the flow of connection. Now, that's not going to happen overnight. For most of you, you will see this sort of wave, this gradual wave that happens over the next five to seven years. So maybe right now you might think, well, it's, I'm doing just fine isolating. I don't feel that I'm expending any more energy than I normally do. But you will notice over the next few years that people are calling more or there are more opportunities and you have to make more effort into saying no and trying to deliberately keep yourself separate. Now, what I am not saying, I am not saying that now you have to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Because isolation is different than uh, downtime, rest time, uh, personal time, where you may need to just be quiet and on your own, all right? That's not isolation. That is healthy living. That's balance. So I'm talking about the trend in the collective consciousness of humanity to isolate. Now it's more pronounced in some parts of the world and certain cultures and less pronounced in others. But I will tell you, even in the cultures where it is less pronounced, there is a sort of, uh, want to be able to achieve that isolation because this isolation is often equated with material wealth, right? You can have a big giant house and be the only one living in it, mm. right? Uh, whereas oftentimes you will find that people, cultures that now at this point live more communally, tend to have less material wealth. But here's the thing. That communal living is the foundation of their happiness. It is the foundation of human happiness. You all were not designed. You're not built for isolation. The lone wolf is more the exception to the human animal rather than the rule. You all are pack animals, right? True. Uh, from the need for uh, physical affection, right? Hugs, mm -hmm. uh, cuddling, being held, being groomed, um, 
all of these things are vital to human health and well-being. And the more you are isolated, the harder it is to come by these basic needs as a human being. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the big parts of the collapse of the pyramid, right? Communal or uh, co-creative living is not just about um, working in corporations that are cooperatives, right? Uh, where everyone shares in the profit and these are fantastic and they are going to be on the rise. It goes much deeper than that. It goes into you all as human animals and what your basic needs are for touch and presence uh, hugs and cuddling and being together in the same room and being a part of the same activities. Um, Connection. Yes, because it's great to go and take a pottery class uh, for sure and maybe meet new people and uh, widen your social circle, but that's not often what happens. Most people go to that pottery class as an individual and they leave it as an individual. But now even better to say, hey, all my close friends, let's do something completely wild and let's all do the pottery class together. Let's contact the teacher. Will they add an extra night if we say, well, we're 10 people. Right. And we'll take the whole class every week. We'll commit to that for three months or what have you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now you are doing something that is creative in a communal way with people you know or you love or you're close to or you at least uh, friends of friends where there is a much more intimate experience right rather than you just going to the class saying hello to a few people learning about uh, how to throw pottery and then not that's it right that's the extent of your experience doesn't sound very enriching or yes it's what it could be limited enrichment yeah right? you learn a new skill maybe you go and pottery becomes your hobby and it's something you do in your downtime, right? That's your me time, is uh, working with uh, sculpture and pottery. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. But if you just want to do it for fun and exploration, not really interested in developing a hobby necessarily, but you think, wouldn't it be great to learn how to do this or that? <clears throat> Let's... I'm going to ask my friends who wants to do it with me. Right? The more intimacy you can bring to your fun, the more you will fulfill your basic vital needs as a human animal. And the reason I'm introducing this tool in the context of fun 
because you may be more likely to experiment for fun. And your friends might be more willing to experiment with fun. Yes. Hmm. And it's something that has the potential to open the doors of intimacy in other areas of your life. And for those of you that love, love, love all that is in the spiritual realms and uh, metaphysics and new age, have a crystal gathering. Everyone bring their favorite crystals and talk about them and share with them. And maybe they use it on you and you use yours on them. And it's uh, like a crystal party or a tarot party. Who wants to learn about the tarot? Right? Get together and play around with it. Not to be disrespectful, play around with it, but explore and experiment together with people that you love, right? people that you know, people that you like spending time with. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a new uh, friend or a new acquaintance and you invite, invite them to join uh, with your usual friend circle. Mm -hmm. So you want to start thinking about the everyday things that you do, whether you think of it in terms of fun or not, but think of all the things you do each day, each week, each month, each year, and see how can I give it just a little twist and bring intimacy? How can I invite more people into this activity hmm. and it's not that you then have to do these things every night or twice a week you can do this once a month to experiment and see how it feels talk yeah. about that did everyone like it was it boring could we do something different or did it just feel good to laugh and be together and put this giant 5,000-piece jigsaw puzzle together. Hmm. That would be helpful in a number of ways, I'll say. Number one, to prevent too much isolation and let you get that balance because it's so easy to slip into the dark yes. when you do that. I, I know that myself. And so that's something I am consciously looking at on how to balance my life. Um, my situation is I'm in an area right now where I have a history here. So I know people that I like and love. So there's an idea there that that could work. But a lot of my friends are far away in different states around the country and in different countries. So my main question is, is it acceptable then to do things online to get that connection? Is that OK? Like yes. what I do now, and but I can expand it for fun things yes okay. and you saw a lot of that during the pandemic yes right? people were having parties on zoom um, and maybe you make it something that is 
if it comes to Zoom, um, it may be the kind of gathering that is more geared towards a discussion, a sharing about a particular subject or a book or a new concept or uh, an experience that you all share. Um, and of course, it can just be general sharing, but I'm specifically encouraging you all to create um, a kind of fun structure right. in which you can practice intimacy. And this is nothing new. People all over the world do these kinds of things, right? People are getting together in groups all the time. But I'm encouraging you all as a, to use this as a spiritual tool and to do it consciously, mm -hmm. right? That you are creating these uh, get-togethers, these experiences, or you mm -hmm. are reaching out to others for ideas on how you can create it together for the specific experience of intimacy through fun. That would really help. I want to tell the listeners, uh, many know about it. I don't know a lot about it, but there are these things called online watch parties. Apparently, they're getting together to watch something. I don't yes. know what that is, but perhaps that's something we can utilize in terms of let's all watch a spiritual show or a spiritual movie, and then we'll get together and discuss it. That would be fun. It would also be fun to watch any kind of show that you all like as a, uh, as a group. True. True, and a comedy. There's to be a spiritual movie. Just okay. fun. Maybe it's something your favorite comedy, uh, your uh, comedian. And there's yeah. a special uh, that they're doing on what Netflix. Yes. That you think, oh, let's all get together and watch uh, this uh, comedian show and laugh together. Yeah. Laugh together let us enjoy together and the more there is a focus the easier it is for people to ease into depth and intimacy even when there is fun involved right fun is not just on the surface it is not frivolity it is not shallow Fun is one of the great spiritual tenets because fun leads to laughter mm -hmm. and laughter leads to joy and joy leads to sustained happiness. And yeah. all of that happens when there is intimacy. Yeah. I need to do that around cooking because I had to go through a separation with how I used to do it and now there's a new way I have to do it and so I'm trying to find my in and so I invited my little brother over to teach me how to make stromboli um, which is one of my favorite foods I mean, you know and it's it's really and he's really good at it and uh, so I it's funny how you're suggesting all this but I wonder if everyone else is having the same experience I'm having where ideas are popping into mind why not do this? Hey, I should do this. Hey, you should invite somebody over and cook together. 
And here you are saying, yes, this is the way to go. Follow yes. it. Do it. Indeed. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And don't feel that you have to be the host. Right? This Very is important. all about co-creation. Mm -hmm. Co-creation. You may have to do a load of dishes before you can, uh, the kitchen is prepped for cooking, but um, try to stay, uh, you can still have your dinner parties. You can still be the host if you enjoy that. But I'm suggesting something different, right? A collaborative, co-creative experience. Put a volunteer list up. Who wants to clean up? Who wants to? They can handle it. We're all adults. We can figure out this game. Yes. And it's uh, if you have a dish that other people admire, you say, well, I'll teach you how to make it. Come on over. We'll make it together. And you can all swap dishes and times and Right. One week it's one thing and someone else is the one teaching the recipe and the other person is doing yeah. dishes as you go. Right. So there is a communal rotation of experiences so that it's not just always one person or two people doing all of this and that. Everyone is partaking equally. This sounds terrific. And I can, you know, as you're speaking, I can see certain things in my head and I can say that the benefits, many of the benefits can be unexpected, but they are innumerable because what's flashing through my mind is for those of us like me, I, I'm, I like to be alone. I'm good at it, but it's different now. I, I'm at a different age. It's, there are different reasons for it. And so getting together with friends to do the cooking and I like to learn. So yes. that's fun for me because I'd be learning and I'd be sharing, which is also fun for me. So that's yes. wonderful. But after that gathering would be over and then for people in my position where you'd be coming home to an empty space. Yes. You can approach that differently and get a healthier experience of it because of your level of activity, connection, intimacy, and community. So it, it, it shifts the perception of I have nothing to go home to because what you'd be going home to is the smiles that you just created with those with that group of friends. Yes, you'd be going home to yourself, beloved one. To your happy self. Yes. There you go. Yes. And it may feel as though it's just right because you had all this wonderful interaction and talking and now it's time to be quiet now yes. it's time to wind down and then prepare for sleep right yes. so you um, you recognize that you are providing something you need i like and this whatever you all decide to do whether it's puzzles or soccer or cooking or pottery uh, or whatever discussing books or spiritual concepts online nature bird watching nature um, hiking, collect seashells whatever you do if it can be done in person make sure that you are allowing for and weaving into the process good physical contact 
right? So you want to make sure there are hugs uh, or arms on the shoulder and uh, that uh, taking someone's hand and just squeezing it a little and saying, it's so good to see you. Um, Non-sexual. Uh, non but an energy exchange all the same. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that need for human animals to be uh, touched, to have affection that is uh, loving yeah. uh, without necessarily the uh, what for some people can be a burden uh, when uh, sexual energy is thrown into the mix. Yeah. Now, if you are someone who does not like touch, that's fine then you will um, get your needs met in a different way. But through the interaction and the love that is exchanged and the smiles and the eyes and the mouth and the body language, don't force yourself to endure touch when, you, when that does not work for you from a sensory place. And because I know so many of you are highly sensitive, you must go into these experiments with the recognition that you and maybe everyone or some of the people you are gathering with are also highly sensitive. So when you make your plans, when you uh, sort of invite your friends into the co-creation, you will want to remember that and take that into consideration when making your plans. But more than anything, beloved ones, from this day forward, think about co-creative fun, collaborative fun. And if you are someone who struggles with isolation, just making these plans, reaching out, starting the ball to roll can bring enormous relief to that feeling of being stuck in isolation because that's the drawback of too much alone time, too much isolation is you start to feel stuck, not just in the isolation, but in the whole of your life, you feel stuck. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that is my tool for the day. And as we move forward with these uh, transmissions, uh, the title is not always going to be the tools for the new age, but I'm going to just keep introducing them a little bit at a time uh, in each show and just give uh, some recommendations. All right. Okay, that sounds wonderful. And I have a couple new tools to play with. And uh, Metatron sent me to get something that he picked out for me. So mm -hmm. it's working and I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's beautiful. Thank you so much, Mother. This is fun. You're no. making this very fun. Good. Yes, that is the hope. And play with this, literally play with this. And experiment and don't be afraid if it doesn't work out the first or second or third time you are exploring maybe for you something very new 
or maybe it's something you haven't done in a while and you're a little rusty, right? So give yourself a break and be kind to yourselves as you explore communal fun. Hmm? Hmm. I want to raise my hand and represent that percentage of the population who always wanted to do things like this, but never gave themselves the permission to do it. Ah, yes. May I do that? I'm raising my hand. Yes, beloved. Now is the time to give yourselves permission to enjoy. Hmm? I feel unblocked in that regard, specifically. Good. It feels good. Good. Thank you, Mother. You are welcome, beloved ones. Know that I'm with you in your play, as in all things, and I love you. Hmm? Mm. We love you. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Mm. So fun. I have, as Mother was talking, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Suzanne. I have a friend who is so good at this. It is one of the things, I mean, I just love her, but it's one of the things I admire about her the most. She is so amazing at creating, at just getting all kinds of people together to do all kinds of different things together. And she's always inviting me to so many things. And I, so I try to go and I do enjoy myself. Um, and it's a little different. She's not quite doing the whole intimacy thing, but she's great at bringing people together. And I feel I have, that is atrophied in me. I used to be that person, hmm. uh, but that has atrophied in me. Yeah. And um and as mother was talking, I could feel that longing that I'd, I'd like to bring that part of me back out again. I'm just getting started. Yeah. I'm the one, I'm the homebody. I like to be home. I like to be home where it's safe. Yeah. I like dim lighting and snuggling mm-hmm. and cocooning. This, that's me. But yeah. lately with this engine revving, I uh, recently did, we all got together, a group of us. I was invited, uh, thankfully, to this goddess circle. Oh, and we we got together on the beach on Long Island Sound, which is some place I wanted to visit my entire life. It's so beautiful. I, I got to feel the energy of Long Island Sound. I got oh. to collect rocks on the beach. It's a rocky beach. And we sat in this beautiful circle and they did Reiki on us. And we sh- we all shared. And the the funny thing was we all picked out a special rock. The first one I picked out was so special, I kept it. So I picked another one. But the idea was to make a wish and throw it out into the ocean. Oh, lovely. But what happened was I was the fourth one in. I was fourth in line in the circle. So the first person got up and, you know, you see somebody getting their pitcher arm ready and they're going (laughs) to chuck this rock, right? (laughs) And they drew back, put their feet in position, went to throw it. And I watched that rock hit an invisible wall and drop straight down into the ocean. 
three feet away from them. And they were oh. like, what just happened? I went, oh my God, it starts. Okay. So the next person got up and they did the same thing. And their arm went sideways and threw it five feet to the left and not straight out. Now I'm starting to laugh because now I'm trying to interpret the energies and figure out what's going on. And now the third person gets up, same thing. It, it went into an arc and boop, right down into the water. And she's looking around like, what happened? I wanted it to go out there. Yes. Mm. So, so I said, I'm going to try this myself, but then I'm going to explain it. So I got up and I said, okay, you know what you're going to do? You're going to get past this little invisible wall and you're going to chuck this rock. It's going to go real far. And I played with the energy and nope, weren't having it. It's as if somebody was standing there waiting for them to throw the rock and smacked it down. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And I said, the thing is what we're doing, we, we just invested energy into this rock and we invested a piece of ourselves. The problem is we're trying to throw it away from right. ourselves. Mm. We're trying to, in, in, in effect, disconnect from it and throw it far away, thinking that we're planting it. The deeper into the ocean that we plant it, the better it will manifest. Not true. Yeah. It's got to be closer to you yeah, and closer to your current identity in order to blossom. Yeah. And, and you got that moment of, oh. <laughs> but I still had to test it because I'm me. Yeah. Yeah. And when everybody was fine and the business cards went flying and it was wonderful and these ladies were just terrific, it was so good to just be in that commune uh, mm -hmm. attitude, uh, you know, that attitude of, I want to be here. I want to do this. This yeah. is good for me. It's fun. But afterwards, I went and found a couple of rocks and, and I chucked them and they went pretty far now that the exercise was over. And I was like, OK, I just wanted to figure it out. But it was so great. And then sunset came and breathing in the salt air just lifts you up. And it was just wonderful. So if those ladies are listening, I just want to thank them for a magical evening. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, I want to thank you, too, Danielle, as always, for your brilliant insights and um, for everything that you bring to this community. And Beloved Publications is where you want to go to learn more about Danielle and Mother's Community, their events, their online events, their in-person events, and their live streams on YouTube. Um, do check that out. Beloved Publications, once again, is the website. Spiritual Insights Radio is where you would go to sign up for my community and to participate in online events. The Psychic and Metaphysics Free-for-All, as well as the Holy Trinity Guide of Meditation, and do sign up for the Ultra Clearing with Yeshua and the Divine Team. We'd be happy to help you excavate all of your burdens and set you free. Mm, it's beautiful. delicious. <laughs> Thank you, Danielle. Thank you so much, Charlotte. It's always such a joy to be here with you and your community. Thank you. See you soon. All right, everyone. That's our show for today. Until next time. God bless. Be at peace. And don't forget to have fun. <laughs>